there and welcome back to the next lesson of AdTech for Beginners. This is Bhavya, your host, and today we have with us my colleague Manvi Singh. Welcome Manvi. Hey Bhavya, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How about you? I'm good too. This is actually my first time at a recording and I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. It's good to have you. You know, let's actually talk a little bit about Critter since we had some questions last week from some of our listeners. We're a very enthusiastic 17-person team trying to enable the digital advertising landscape from our hub in the heart of Bengaluru or Bangalore as more people know it. Manvi, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, Critter is full of musicians, foodies, chefs, candy crushers, and of course, G.O.T. fans. <laughs> It is. We're such an eclectic bunch. Seriously. It's a good place though. Fun place to collaborate with some very chill founders. Oh yeah, for sure. Alright, down to business. So in the last episode, we introduced everyone to ad tech. How it brings together ads from advertisers and content from publishers in the form of requests and responses and gets an ad in front of the appropriate audience. So AdTech automates the whole process of buying ad space and showing ads and so for this reason another term you will hear it being referred to by is programmatic buying, right? Yeah, programmatic buying actually takes on multiple definitions since the industry is really fragmented. Sometimes it's broken into four categories, sometimes six. I like to keep it simple and break it into just two main ones. One method involves some kind of auction which a publisher can either limit to a few advertisers to participate in, known as private marketplace, or they open it up to any advertiser, usually on OpenRTV protocol. Exactly. So that's one. The other requires the advertiser and publisher to come to some kind of agreement on pricing, or how much of the publisher inventory the advertiser will buy, or even the publisher committing to a certain number of impressions the advertiser will get. Basically, each party gives the other some kind of guarantee as to what they will bring to the table. Within this guarantee model, I can think of at least four sub-models, but as I said before, that list is always debatable. You know, while we're on the subject, I actually wanted to touch on two other terms, supply and demand. I think these two seem to throw a lot of people off initially, so... When you started off with Critter, you didn't have much ad tech experience, right? Oh, when I joined Critter? None, to be honest. So now after, what, a year and a half immersed in ad tech, how do you understand the term supply, uh, I mean, in an ad tech context? So supply can be understood as the availability of ad spaces on a web page where ads can be put. And these ads can be static like images or even audio and video. That's a perfect definition. I think what throws people off is that supply can also be interpreted as the supply of ads, but in ad tech, supply refers to strictly the availability of ad space, also called inventory. So if supply refers to the publishers, then demand refers to whoever wants the ad space, that is advertisers, right? That's correct. Okay, there are a whole bunch of advertisers with demand on one side and a whole bunch of publishers with supply on the other. Let's cover a bit about how they connect with each other. One way to create the relationship would be 
for each publisher to directly connect with every advertiser and for each advertiser to link up with every publisher. Hmm, oh, that sounds like a bit of a cumbersome process. Right, this is totally possible. Except it would be technically a lot of work for everyone and we're always trying to make life easy. Software can help with that. There are institutions or players in digital advertising that sit in between the advertisers and the publishers. These players basically aggregate advertisers, publishers or both sides onto software and let the software do the legwork. Hmm, okay. Can you give me some examples? Sure. Uh, I guess we can start with the most popular ones and those are DSPs and SSPs. Oh yeah, right. Um, Demand-side platforms and supply-side platforms. Yeah. Going by the logic that supply of ad space comes from publishers, supply-side platforms can be taken up by anyone who wants to provide services to publishers in terms of monetizing their content. Or can even be taken up by any content creating or owning company that is large enough to benefit from investing in technology to monetize their content. Okay, so that means demand-side platforms do something similar for advertisers, helping them to run their campaigns? Yeah, uh, DSPs can also cater to agencies. Agencies basically provide services like uh, campaign structuring, audience research, ad creation, and many others to advertisers. In order to deliver an advertiser's goals, an agency can plug into DSPs that in turn work with SSPs and thereby reach the required publishers. That sounds like quite the chain. It is. And we also have ad exchanges. These have the capability to play an SSP for publishers and a DSP for advertisers. Ah, yes. Exchanges can cater to both demand and supply. So, who gets charged for the services that each of the players are providing? So, it's actually a mix of who charges which player how much, but uh, basically this is how it works. So let's say the advertiser has X amount of money that's paid to an agency and the agency is using a DSP. The agency can keep a portion of X and pay the rest to the DSP, which in turn can keep a portion as fees and then pass the remainder over to the SSPs. You get the idea. Yeah, makes sense. The other players in between take a chunk of every dollar the advertiser spends as payment for the services they provide while passing the ad to the publisher. But a portion of the advertiser's budget reaches the publisher eventually, sounds like. Any idea what the final amount might be? It does uh, vary depending on the number of players between the advertiser and publisher. But I think by the current industry standards for the chain that we just talked about, I think about half gets to the publisher. Obviously, I mean, the fewer players in between, the more likely that more of the dollar will reach the publisher. It's actually also possible the advertiser might have to spend more in case the publisher won't reduce inventory prices because the advertiser has to compensate for the extra charges from the players in between. Makes sense. I guess in addition to these players in the digital advertising supply chain, we also have all these other players that work with data, transaction verification, cross-channel targeting platforms. I mean, um, those that try to find a user across any device that they'd be on using complex software processes and data. Uh, any others I'm missing, Monday? Yeah, uh, there's actually also fraud prevention and personalized retargeting platforms. Man, that's, it's really quite a handful, Manvi. And this is what I meant when I said earlier that the industry is pretty fragmented. I know, right? 
I think, yeah, I think this seems like a great place to stop here for this lesson. We've covered the structure of the supply chain and how different players interact with one another in pretty good detail. Thank you so much, Manvi. Cool. Thank you for having me. This was great fun. Guys, thank you for joining us for another lesson of Attic for Beginners. Hope you found it helpful. Do let us know what you think. Remember, we release a new lesson every week. I'm your host, Sabya Ramanujan, signing off. Take care and happy listening.